1: Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that if there really was a guy named Adam, he couldn't possibly have named all the millions of species of animals on the earth in just one day. Is that a fact? Did your teacher say why he'd have to name that many? No, she just said that Adam was only a fairy tale and that science proves the Bible can't be true. Well, why don't we just read what God actually asked Adam to do? Here, read Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Does that sound like Adam had to name every species of animals on the earth? No, just the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. But that still sounds like a lot of animals, doesn't it? Maybe a lot, but not millions. After all, God created the various animals with lots of genetic potential and started with what the Bible calls kinds, which is translated from the Hebrew word men. Many creation scientists are researching this topic and estimate that men, or kind, would be the same as what biologists call family. Now, if we added up the families of mammals, reptiles, birds, and even dinosaurs, there would be less than 500. If God brought one of each of the 500 to Adam every 14 seconds, he could name them all in about two hours. Does that sound impossible to you? Well, no, actually, it could be really fun. You might be right. We know that if God gives us a task to do, we know that He will also give us the means to do it. And that's a fact.
0: Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, thanks again. Another excellent skit looking at Adam. Did he exist? And could he have named all the animals? Where was the research you got that talked about there possibly were 500 family orders?
1: Well, I just went to a secular site to see how many families there mm-hmm. are that included land animals and reptiles and birds. And I counted them all up, and it came to about 500 families. So you're not parroting a Christian paper
0: or anything no, like that. No,
1: this this is uh, Wikipedia stuff uh, looking at land animals, reptiles, and mm-hmm. birds. So if you look at that, the number of, quote, families, the taxonomy term families, that's about how many you'll come up with.
0: Yeah. There have been a lot of dissections or studies like this. I've heard any counts between 500 and 800 trying to be the most liberal Mm -hmm. for the side of covering all land animals, beasts, and that type of stuff. And y'all were talking about he named a new one every 14 seconds. Another one that did 800 said, we'll give him 30 seconds for each one of them so he can come up with a name. You could still do it in under four hours. So, and, even, and some of the creationists will say it's every
1: seven seconds, yeah. and will say it's 3,000 animals, and it'll mm-hmm. still come up with less than four hours right. on uh, the numbers. Still, it's not an insurmountable number, but it is something that keeps people from believing the Bible. In fact. I just saw MSNBC news story come out about all the different problems, quote unquote, with the Bible. And one of them being, how could Adam have named all these animals in one day? And you know, that's one that's easily answered when we look at what was created. So if you believe the Bible in the first place, then it's easy to understand how it could have happened. But if you don't, in the words, this article, the article I saw in the news, was based on evolutionary mindset, which meant millions of different species, not family families, or even the genus, so it went to an insurmountable number for someone to name in one day. So therefore, they, they kind of set up a straw man and said this cannot be knocked
0: down. So, You know, you get into the same straw man argument with people that say, well, I don't know how big the ark was, no, I don't know how many animals there were, but you never could have put all the animals on the planet into the ark. And what they're talking about is all the species, and no, you couldn't have put 20 million species on the ark. But it doesn't say that. Right. It says it put two of each kind and seven of the clean types of animal kinds, which was a restricted group. And you easily could have put it on an arc the size that's described in the Bible. Correct. The same goes back here. You could have done, when we're just talking kinds and not species, you certainly could have done that in the morning.
1: Correct. Looking at that, it's kind of interesting that people wind up actually taking a look at a whole lot of animals as opposed to different kind of kinds. because. They basically see a whole lot out there and they let the mind run wild as opposed to backing up going, okay, what did God really have in mind to do as far as like specific species? Because, and what size do they wind up seeing? You see these Bible pictures of these great big animals as opposed to probably something, what, the size of a horse or smaller or a pig? Yeah, on average about the size of a sheep, yes. So getting even several hundred or several thousand on the ark from the pictures that I saw, the drawings that I've seen would be fairly easy.
0: Correct. It's interesting that you should mention the Ark and the animals on it and that type of stuff. When I was in Dallas yesterday, I walked through the ICR Discovery Center, which I would recommend for anybody. It's a great museum up there. They poured $30 million into that place. And the second room you go into, you're met by animatronic dionicus, which is one type of dinosaur. And in the third room you go into, on the Ark, they have sheep and other types of things, but there are Velociraptor in there. And they're the same created kind. Now. This whole discussion would be thinking, well, you know, that's a different species and something different that have to be put on there. But the interesting thing about that is I immediately went back to thinking about Jurassic Park. Because in Jurassic Park, they had the velociraptors the size of Dionicus. But the truth was, Velociraptor was a shrimp. He was about two feet tall. Right. But that wouldn't have looked imposing. And right. they didn't like the word Dionicus because it didn't sound mean enough. And that kind of stuff. But again, they were both part of the same created kind. Kind. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Red Salzadel and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We're talking today about whether Adam even existed and whether he could have named all the land beasts, all the land animals, just during the first day of, of his existence. You know, the old earth creationists have a joke about this that shows their disdain for this same topic, the the belief system that it would have taken him a long period of time, many weeks, to name all the animals. And their old joke goes on that, man, when God first started trailing some animals in front of him, he was really excited about the task because everything was new. And so he said, wow, there's a hippopotamus. Ooh, a Ramphorhynchus. Man, that's a Dionychus. He had all these beautiful names for them. But four hours later... When he's been doing this every 14 seconds for four hours, rat, pig, cat, dog, and he's kind of bent over and and done for. What they're saying in that thing was they're hinting it couldn't be done, but it could have been done, especially by a man who what? was very intelligent highly intelligent given language from the very first second that he was born created he was far more intelligent than any subsequent being on earth made to be able to do this correct given the abilities to do this from the start if you believe in genesis god and creation right yeah Adam is verified via Y chromosome data. Every one of us has a Y chromosome if you're a male. And there is enough similarity within all those of every male across the planet to where we can trace all of our original makeup back to one original male. Incidentally, that probably was not Adam. It was probably Noah because we have a bottleneck restart. But again, that's more verification of a biblical account. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you go to the flood
1: and the ramifications of having enough space on the ark, you have to also believe that there was a smaller number of creatures that Adam had to name because there was a smaller number of creatures that Noah had to house on the ark. And that goes with what we see in science is that we have what's called speciation of various animals over time as animals separate in smaller groups and their abilities to handle various environments make them select which genes work best in a given environment. Therefore, you reduce the amount of genetic material over time, and you have more individual, what we now call species, which still is kind of a bad term, but anyway. Because we can't decide what it is. Right. The bottom line is we have a greater amount of speciation that has occurred since the flood, and that makes sense if you look at how much information had to be there from the start, especially since we've never seen new information ever form in any creature So the evolutionary idea that we've gone from molecules to man, or from simple single-cell organisms to complex organisms, has never been scientifically seen
0: or verified in any way, shape, or form. We are really talking about a difference in terms of reference frame. Mm -hmm. The evolutionary thesis is that you had development from the simple up to the more complex and that what you're seeing is animals that branched out based upon little mistakes and and changes over time. The biblical framework is that God made these created kinds independent of each other and with independent DNA structures, which allowed for a large amount of variation. And the speciation we see today is from those original kinds, but there is not a crossover of kinds. And actually, the the fact that we do not see transitional forms between major body groups fits the data for the created kinds, for the Bible, far better than it does for the evolutionary story. And notice I called it a story. (laughs) Do you know that Adam is mentioned in multiple creation accounts from cultures all over the world? Now, if you're a skeptic, because the Greeks had Adam in there, the Koran does, the Miyatsu Chinese from 2500 BC, they called him Dirt. I find that interesting. (laughs) Why would they call him Dirt? Because he came from Dirt. He He came from Dirt. But if you're a skeptic, what do you say about all these Greek, Koran, and Chinese mentions? They're all myths. The Bible has to be a myth as well. Okay. They're saying that they got all of these ideas from where? The Genesis account. Some would argue the other way. Right. That the Genesis account took the best of all the other yeah. myths and made their own. But the consistency of these mm-hmm. would seem to suggest it was the original. Would it have been the original if it was the real account that was handed down? So again, we're talking about reference frames. Yes, the skeptics can take it and say, well, the Bible wasn't put down until 1250 B.C. or whatever the number mm-hmm. they want to give it. I would say 1450 B.C. But whenever they're saying, yeah, they grabbed it from somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, the evidence better fits that everybody else grabbed it from them. And, of course, they morphed it and changed it over time. Did Adam exist? We think there's good biological evidence for that. We think there's good evidence that he could have named all the animals and, in fact, that he did. And the created kinds are the structure of God's biology. Amen Lane and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salisbury. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.